record. Welcome to the Gear 30 Podcast, where we talk about outdoor adventuring and all the gear that goes with it. Whoa! You! You! <laughs> yay! Chase. So, I don't know if you guys remember, we were talking, uh, I'm just getting comfy over here. Talking a couple weeks ago. He's, like, he's yawning. He's like, man, I'm just going to crash right here. It is a bed. I mean, yeah. we're in a camper right now, so. Which is great. That, well, that makes sense, but this is a deeper, uh, anyways. Um, They're both beds, but that one's nice. Yeah, yeah. it is. And I've fell asleep on it a few times, <laughs> podcasting. Sorry, sorry about that. <laughs> um, so we talked a little bit a while, a little bit a while ago. A little bit a while ago. Yep. Uh-huh. Um, about my, my desire to get a snowmobile and to do some sled mm. skiing. So you bought one? No. Oh. I didn't. Oh. I was... I, I was uh, on a trip a couple weeks ago with some friends, and all good things happen about after midnight, right? Mm, never. Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> yeah. About one o'clock, one thirty. Depends on who you're with in your crowd. I yeah, it was with a good crowd. I mean, I guess you guys will be the judge of that. <laughs> it's like one thirty, and and my friends are like we should we should all sign up for a triathlon or something. Like they want to train for a triathlon, so I was on ultra sign up, just looking at different races, and yeah. I was like. Guys, there's spots open in the U100 on August 13th, and they're like, "You won't sign up for it." I was like, "I, I won't." They're like, you won't. Like, there's no way. Here's the thing about Chase that you might not know about, listeners. I mean, you probably do, but there was zero alcohol involved. Am I correct? There was zero alcohol. There was involved zero in this? alcohol involved yeah, in this. Okay, so <laughs> you're just doing this of your own free, just non, completely sober. Completely, okay. <laughs> yep. All right. I mean, it was late. Okay. Yeah. Maybe delirious, but sober. Um, and they bet me I wouldn't. And so that night I pulled up my credit card. I paid $379 to run a hundred dollars. Whoa, 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 whoa. Time wow, out. that's expensive. Why is it yeah. so expensive? 300. I thought they were like a hundred bucks. I didn't expect you to say 300. Yep. 379 bucks. So almost 400. Yeah. Wow. And I was like, well, Oh, how much is the bear? Are they all that much? Are hundreds that they, much? They might be now. Back when I did mine, it wasn't. I think I paid it's like, like one, yeah. What happened? It's like with a time warp or something. Like three, three, three bucks a mile. You know, that's what I'm paying. It's just the funny thing <laughs> about that is, and I, I mean, listen, I MC races. I know putting races together is not an easy thing, but um, how much are marathons? Like 90, well, 90 bucks or yeah. seventy five bucks and. Yeah. And there's so many more people that do those. Maybe that's why they make so much more money. They make because yeah. you just don't get very many people who do hundreds. So you gotta. Well, they're popping up all over the place. And now. those yeah. those hundreds are the, you know, the aid stations are kind of out in the middle of the nowhere. They're a little harder to to get stuff out there, and um, might be a little bit more of a challenge. Insurance money. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you signed up for the, you signed up. I signed up, and it there was multiple areas in this when you're signing up to say this is non-refundable, this is non-transferable. <laughs> when you push buy, you are running this race. And I was wow. like, yeah, screw it, let's go, boom, boom, boom. Yeah. And what time was it? It was probably like one thirty in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So you did. What was your longest trail run? Fifty miles. That's good. Yeah. That's yeah. good. Yeah, I thought I thought you had to pre-qualify for hundreds. Did they ask you that? Like, what uh, was your previous some race? Of, or some of them, most of them, if there's a pre-qualification or anything, it's just you had to have ran a fifty miler before, or I think I think the barracks just a fifty miler before you're entering, right? Or do you have to have 
run another hundred miler. Greg uh, just made a phone call. Yeah. <laughs> Let me in. I did actually. Yeah. Well, actually a, a buddy of mine made a phone call on my behalf. Yeah. A buddy of mine was a friend of the, of the uh, race director and had run that race seven or eight times before. And, uh, so I signed up and I didn't have a, a 50 mile qualifier before he just called my, called the race director up and said, Hey, this is my buddy. I'll vouch for him. He's a good runner. And it's like, yeah, okay, that's cool. And, uh, I think at that point I had run 26 miles. I think I'd run a, a trail marathon before. Yeah. So, <clears throat> right on. so I'll be fine. So you have Hopefully. August, end of August, August 13th. So middle of <laughs> August. Yeah, it's 22 weeks away, 23 weeks away, something like that. So, and your base is right now. You're the three five, miles, three to, three to five. <laughs> um, so I've been having some pretty, like, pretty gnarly foot pain with my left. Oh yeah. Foot. Um, and so I haven't felt like I should run on it, and well, I saw it hurts. Yeah, because it hurts. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I saw a guy last week and didn't feel like it really helped me too much. Didn't Wait, really. Get you any saw answers. a guy. Just like a doctor. Okay. Yeah. Saw a guy. Saw a guy. And he's just walking down the street. He didn't give me anything. I asked him about my foot and he had no idea what I was talking about. I felt like that once. Um, it was, I will, okay, I won't tell you where it was. Someone <laughs> might know. But I approached the booth and they were like, that's what they do is they work on feet. And I was, and I walked over there and I was like, hey, I've got this injury, blah, blah, blah. You know, I'm wondering if, do I need to see somebody, blah, blah, blah. And it felt like that. It might as well have been a, like a dude walking down, like gave me zero information, zero like follow up. And I was like, okay, f you, I'll never use your bit, your services. Like, yeah, that was yeah. Funny. I I was there for ninety minutes, and I felt like I left with zero answers about what's going uh, on. That's a long um, time too. And then I went and saw this dude in Salt Lake who he's a podiatrist. All he does is feet, right? And he specializes, from what I understand, on runners and ultra runners. And he's an ultra runner him, himself. And so he understands that community really well. Doctor Who? And uh, Trevor Williams. Oh, okay. Um, so he just came. I posted on like the uh, on Facebook, on the running group, like, who do you recommend? And every single comment besides two of them, I think, um, were like, oh, go see Trevor, go see Trevor. I was like, no, oh, all right. Cruise down there. And it was in and out in 30 minutes and he knew he knew the problem and he knew how to diagnose it and he said start running start running and just keep stretching and doing these few things he's like it's it's not like a it's not an injury really um but there's things you need to be doing to prevent it from getting any what worse. did he call but, it um i don't know it's not plantar fasciitis but it's part of the fascia that's tightening up in my arch and it's just affecting other parts of my foot so and, he gave you stretches or something yeah, gave me some stretches he's like do these for the next at least six months um, every oh, that's a long time. T- 10 minutes morning, 10 minutes night. Okay. Um, let's get it. Like he's like, it's super, super stiff and tight. And, um, your, your muscles are pulling against that fascia or whatever. I uh, if you're a foot doctor, you're probably like, wow, what you're saying makes no sense, but it makes sense. To my now, mind. did he say that the skiing had, you thought maybe the skiing had something to do with yeah, it? Yeah. And so there's like two problems going on and the problem that for my ski boot is not related to this problem. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's like, he said, it's not like a huge it's not something to necessarily be worried about. Um, he's like, just keep your eyes on it. And if it gets bad, the problem that my ski boots causing, if that gets too bad, just like putting pressure on the top of my foot. And he said, it's just nerves are getting nerves are getting uh, irritated there. Mm-hmm. And he's like, 
he said that he wouldn't be surprised if it went away when I stopped skiing. So, and it's only my backcountry boots. My alpine boots don't do it. Interesting. So, so he said, keep running. And yeah, he's like, keep running and just make sure you're stretching. And um, and I'm not too worried because I'm at the start of training anyways. So it's not like I'm going to run in, start doing 20 mile runs. Like I'm still. But do gonna, you have to take any pain medicine when you before you run, or you no, can manage it? I I can manage. I ran this morning. Today, this morning was the first time I ran and since I had COVID. So it's been like a month and a half and I felt fine. The foot didn't really hurt. Like it, it's been a little more sore today, but I mean, it's, what do you expect? You know, I stretch, I ran and then I stretched it. So, um, he said, he said it will take, you probably take about six weeks for you to really see a big difference. Um, but he said, keep running on it and you should be fine. So that's good news. So I ran three miles this morning and yeah. I got done with my run and thought, wow, I have to do that 33 more times. Wow. Oh man, that's <laughs> that's no. a long ways. I'm training for a half right now and I just I did two yesterday and I did I don't count do you count treadmill miles? I count time on a treadmill. You like go. you do 30 minutes or 45 minutes on right. a treadmill because it'll say, oh, you did two miles. I'm like, I don't, did I though? Yeah. I really, I ran in place for an hour. Or whatever. <laughs> right. yeah. um, so I did two miles on the road yesterday. Um, but I, th- I was thinking 12 felt really like, because I was doing two, which is not very many. And I'm like, oh man shoot 12 is kind of a lot <laughs> so three into 100 is a really a, a lot big that's jump. a jump yeah. um, but you're young i guess i've got time Ran i'm 50. i'm not super worried about it honestly yeah okay. um but it's it's the you have like a plan yeah i have like a, a training schedule that i'm gonna roughly when follow. does it start well, it started or? two weeks ago <laughs> okay so i'm jumping in you gotta ramp up a little bit what's your yeah. first long run i haven't looked that far into it <laughs> I don't know. I'll I'll probably start out like my long, long runs on the weekends will be like eight or 10 miles. Um, and then slowly just start building. And about six weeks before the race, my plan is to do a 50 miler and then taper after that. But Greg, Greg, do you have some good training advice for his first hundred? I didn't ever train, so uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking on my run this morning, I was like, well, with podcast, I could talk, a, Greg can give me advice. And I thought, that's probably the worst person <laughs> to get advice from because he didn't do anything. He just went and ran it. It's not that hard. I don't even know. It's not that hard. Easy. You just do it. Man, it's pretty easy. Just Greg, how far did you run before you started only walking? 12 miles. Oh. Oh. Only in walking. The actual, only, in yeah. the race? Yeah. I mean, because you do, you walk often, but then- but you didn't you just go to I can only walk. I can't run at all anymore. Yeah, I Um I was like 70 miles or something. Yeah, I I from mile 75 to the end I only walked. Mm. Didn't run at all. From mile I would say of the 100 miles, I probably ran 15 to 20 of them and hiked the rest. But you made all the cutoffs and stuff. Yeah, I, I hiked fast. Yeah, I'm a good hiker, not a great runner. Good hiker. Which and that's, I mean, I, when I was watching, I've never ran a hundred, but when I but I've watched a few, <laughs> right. and I've never paced one either. But watching the Wasatch is hard, and oh, um, what's the one in the Hard Rock? Hard Rock is yeah, Hard Rock. Um, basically, it's it seems like you can if you just speed hike, you can make all the cutoffs, right? Um. Which is an interesting strategy. Yeah. So, because there was a couple older competitors who, that was kind of their their thing. They're just gonna freaking speed walk this whole thing. Yeah. Maybe run the downs or something every once in a while, but. Yeah. So. So when I did the bear first, 
10 miles is uphill. And then the next 10 miles is downhill. And so you hit the first aid station at mile 20 or the first big aid station where you can see your crew at mile 20. And you've just done a big climb and a big descent. So I, I, everybody jogs like the first half mile and then you get to the single track and then it's just like a big line of hikers. Do you feel, oh, this is a question for both of you. Do you feel, when, when the start of the race starts, you're like, it's a hundred miles, right? Right. But yeah, you like you got to run from the beginning. <laughs> right. Like they're like, and go, and you're like, start sprinting. Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep this pace the whole time. <laughs> like <laughs> I remember the the only I was gonna say the first fifty mile I ran, the only fifty mile I ran. You got you're corralled, kind of. You're kind of speed walking, and then you start to run, and then it's a big hill, and everyone just walks. <laughs> oh yeah, it's like. We're, we're not, and I was like, oh, this is a good crew to be with because I would have kept running. So thank you guys. Oh yeah, but. yeah I. I remember, yeah, we ran about the first half mile because it's on the road before we hit the single track and everybody can see us. So we're like, yeah, right, we're right. running. And then as, soon, do, as people, soon as you're out of sight, then it's just like, okay, stop or just hike from here. Do pe- So in, I announced the start of the Ogden Marathon. The the pros, the guy, the not just mostly the pros, but some other people too, warm up. Like they'll run the road ahead right. of time. You know, they're like, doing stretches and sprints and stuff. And I'm like, yo, you got 26 miles to do that. Like, <laughs> yeah, right. Warm up. Uh, so do people warm up at the start of hundreds and stuff? I, I think people, yeah, a little yeah. bit. It was interesting. So yesterday when I was talking to this, this doctor, he said that stretching there, there's like good stretching and bad stretching to do before races. Um, but he said like, if you just, a lot of people like they'll grab their, their leg and kind of pull up behind them and stretch their quad. Yeah. He said that it's like the, it's terrible to do. Oh it, really? It doesn't, it doesn't bring on injury, but he said stretching your muscles like that can reduce your energy output by 40%. He's so, like, if you stretch your muscles out a ton, you just don't have the same output that you could have. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. He showed me like a few like stretches to do. Um, but yeah, just sitting there like yanking on it and letting that muscle really stretch out. He's like, that totally reduces your energy output. Like, my mom's best friend is, is a run. I'm, and I'm like best friends with her kids. Um, her, her name is Sharon. She was she's a lifelong runner. I haven't known her to not run, and now she basically speed walks because she's like seventy almost. But um, and one day she was staying at our house on vacation one one time, and she, before her run, she was doing kind of like calisthenics, you know, like not stretching but just like movements, you yeah. know. Mm-hmm. And I thought, Sharon, how come you're not stretching? And she and this was like in the nineties. She's like, oh, well, I don't stretch anymore. I just do warm ups, mm-hmm. you know? and then ran, and I'm like. Huh, and like to come to find out, that's better for you than. Mm-hmm. But I always wonder, like, well, then how come like all the basketball players and football players are all doing all the stretchy, all the stretchies on the field before games and stuff, you know? But yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <clears throat> yeah, I imagine. <clears throat> I don't know. I I know for me, um, sometimes I'll be a little tight in certain places. And warming up and then doing a little stretch in certain places that feel particularly tight can kind of loosen things up to where I'm more comfortable. Probably doesn't help that power output or whatever, but <clears throat> sometimes it can just make me more comfortable. I don't do much stretching, though. Um, I, I never stretch before I run. Do you stretch I, like, after? I hardly ever stretch after. <laughs> I'm yeah. When I was training for my 50... I definitely like because my IT bands are so tight. I I would probably take like thirty minutes after every run and stretch and ice and, um, but yeah, I'm I'm not a good stretcher. I'm a slow builder too, so I really like to walk, 
for a while and then slow jog. And then it's like, I think, I think I do better the longer it goes until it gets to a certain point and then it's a dead end. But yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And then I just die. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I, it sucks. Like where I live, the trail that I, the way I access the trail, it's like you get like, I don't know, an eighth of a mile warm up and then boom hill. And like if I go north, it's like eighth of a mile and boom hill. And it's like the hills are short, but I'm like, I just want to warm up on some. Well, what's your favorite training hill on the, this front? Because they're all, Oh, the closest trail to me is Buse. That's br- that is you do not just run Buse like yeah. Which so, rattlesnakes too. Oof. Um, <laughs> I, so then I'll drive all the way to twentieth and go north on the shoreline. Which randomly enough, that's a hill. I mean, well, it doesn't it, feel like it, it, it but it's a hill. I think one of my favorites is to start at Rainbow Gardens and run south. It's just a consistent uphill the whole time. Well, there's that first little up, and then mm-hmm. and you mean across the street from Rainbow, right? Like. No, like no, park at Rainbow Gardens and, and run, work your way south. Run south past like 22nd. Past 22nd and Street and then just keep working your way up. Oh. Yeah. Go yeah, by, the yeah, bold, yeah, yeah. Bold, by the boulder field and then. Oh, can, so I, so, okay, I got you. I start at the, so you don't have to do that hill. I start at the top. At the yeah. yeah. So okay. same thing, just starting, yeah. start gotcha. at Rainbow. Okay. Um, yeah, that's one of my favorites too, because you can get a lot of miles in. Uh, the hills are never so steep that you can't run them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The downhills don't destroy your knees. Yeah. And you can go what three, four miles south, and then return, and you don't ever get like a massive hill. That yeah. one at the end was it leads into abuse. That one sucks. <laughs> I don't know how far that <laughs> oh, is. Oh, like from, that's yeah. like right above um, Weber State. And yeah, it starts to it really pull up. Yeah, yeah, oh. it pulls straight up into abuse at the top yeah. of abuse there because it does it eventually hooks up. I don't spend much time on that section. I've only yeah. done it like two don't. Or two. It's brutal. <laughs> I actually kind of like that section. At least I did. did back when I was uh, <laughs> running. <clears throat> I, it's fun when you're in shape. Like right. it's awesome when you're in shape, yeah. but it's not fun at all when you're not in shape. <laughs> the year the year that I did the bear. Um, I signed up for the bear three weeks before I did the race <clears throat> for a little background for the, the new listeners. <clears throat> I hadn't trained. I, I had done some, I was active that summer, but I hadn't trained for the race. Um, I thought I might do it and then I got injured during the summer. So I didn't run for like six weeks and then I was like, I'll oh, forget it. So then I didn't run for another four weeks. And then, uh, I'm at church one Sunday morning and I'm talking to a friend who's a big ultra runner. <clears throat> he said, he said I was talking to him about the the race yeah yeah Yeah, I was talking to Bryce and um I was talking to him about the race because he was signed up for it and he said yeah you're gonna do it and I said oh no I don't know but no I'm not going to I haven't been training and he's like oh you should do it I don't know then I pull it up on my phone I was like there's 300 spots and it said there were 299 spots filled there was one spot left and I showed him I was like there's one spot left he's like oh you should do it and, oh, so what happened? Here's a little bit more. The day before, um, that Saturday, I was pacing a friend on the Wasatch 100. And this friend of mine, he, he got into mile 50 where I was supposed to pace him from like mile 50 to 75. And he was hurting. And his brother had come up from Arizona to help pace him. And he was going to pace him from 75 to the end. But he was hurting and he wasn't sure he wanted to go anymore. And his brother talked him into going a little further with him. It's like, dude, I came up from Arizona. Let's just, let's have fun. Let's just go to the next aid station at 75 or something. He's like, yeah, okay. And so that's another 25 <clears throat> miles. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I, I switched, um, 
I switched. I was going to paste him from 75 to the end then. Mm, yeah. But we kind of figured he probably, he didn't want to go to the end. Yeah. <clears throat> so it got to 75 and he decided to to bow out. And so I didn't end up pacing him. But being around all the energy of a of an ultra was just a lot of fun. It was exciting. And I was looking forward to the run. <clears throat> and uh, anyway, so that... that How many next, weeks out was this? This was... This was four weeks before. So you could get at least one training run in, or three weeks. This is three weeks before so you're the supposed bear. Supposed to taper off. But three, yeah. You get two. Did you? Three weeks before the bear. So did you do <clears throat> two training runs in? How many did you do? Yeah. So like long runs. I did uh, three weeks before. Yeah. Cool. So so that Sunday morning, I was getting ready for church, and I was looking in the mirror, and I said, "I could do a hundred miles." And <laughs> then I went to church. I went to church and I started talking to Bryce and I said, do you think I could do a hundred miles? And you need to know Bryce. He's like a, he's hardcore. He's tough, like yeah. a really tough guy. And his wife's tough too. And uh, anyway, he's like, oh yeah, you could do a hundred miles, man. No problem. You could do it. I'm like, yeah, you think so? I'm like, yeah. And so then I look up the bear and I was like, oh, there's only one spot left. Yeah. It's like, do it. I'm like, oh, I don't know. Huh? I'll wait. I'll maybe if if I get home from church and there's still. Did one you guys spot ever left. run together? Why did he? Think <clears throat> this? He just. He just. No, he, he just opted. Yeah. Like he's, he just assumed I was as yeah. tough as he was. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway, he and so, I go uh, I go to a class and 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 I come out of the class an hour later and I see Bryce and my wife together with huge smiles on their face looking at their phone, <laughs> and I was like, "What are you doing?" And they look at me and like, "Oh, uh, busted." Uh, we, uh, and by the way, you got a hundred coming up. Yeah, yeah, we signed you up for the race. <clears throat> so I had three weeks to train. So that next, that Monday, I did a 12-mile run. And then Tuesday, I did a 12-mile run. And how did those feel? Um, Decent, actually. Yeah? Yeah, pretty good. Uh, I had been hiking. I had been backpacking. I had done, I did the Grand Traverse and the Tetons. That was a long, taxing climb and stuff so I, I was being active i just wasn't so running my training program for a half the longest run before it is actually like 11 or 12 months it's almost exa- but you don't do that for 100 you're not gonna go run 100 three weeks before right. you run 100 right? right so what's the longest you're supposed to run for 100 like 25 30 yeah probably mm. i don't yeah i don't know but you do it back to back like saturday sunday like 20 on saturday 25 on sunday something like that where you put the body through the through the pain yeah so i did the 12 and then I did 12 again, like oh. one day after the other, because I figured the that- The next day? Yeah, like the next day. Oh, wow. Because I figured like it would probably, I needed to get some miles in. Mm-hmm. And then I was really sore. <laughs> and uh, I decided, you know, cramming a whole bunch of miles in right before the race is probably a recipe for injury, not success. So then I decided I needed to taper- <laughs> so I did like I'm like I gave it a few days full and then I taper did like a, all the time and then yeah. I did like a five mile run and then like the next week I did like a three or four mile run and then I just took a week or two off and crushed like a hundred and a half off and went yeah. did a hundred but I oh. didn't run most of it I literally like of the hundred miles I maybe ran 20 of it 15 or 20 and then I just hiked the rest because I was I'd been backpacking all summer I'd been doing some rock climbing and some other things and so I was in decent hiking shape. They say to shape. to rock climb a lot to get ready for your Yeah, hundred. that's what they I say. I think that's what they say. <laughs> it builds endurance. <laughs> it builds yeah. endurance. So, yeah. but I'll tell you what, I I used hiking poles from mile zero 
to mile 100. Every step of the, <laughs> the way. The Z-Poles I had, I, or whatever? Which one? Yeah. yeah. And um, and it saved me. So that's a pro tip, poles. Yeah. Other, do you have any other? Probably start before three weeks out. Start I got, before. I got about 20 weeks on you. Okay. Yeah. So. Start before three weeks out. Also, um, I had, uh, so this friend of mine, Bryce, he gave me a pair of Hoka's that that he had that he hadn't used that were my size. And he just said, here's a pair of Hoka's if you need a kind of a, a backup cushy shoe by the by the end to, he's like, you haven't trained in them. You might want to go for a run in them just to see how they feel and stuff. So I did a five-mile run in them, and I was like, man, this is like running on pillows. Um, so I, I used Ultra Lone Peaks from mile zero to mile 50. My feet were so sore by mile 50 that I put on the Hoka's and they felt amazing. But I had, my knees blew up at like mile 70. Like they didn't blow up, they, but they got But it felt like it. Big? And so my left knee, I, I started getting IT band pain big time to the point where I could barely put weight on it. And so I was like hopping on one leg, limping, hobbling with the with the help of hiking poles. I remember I passed someone at like mile 70 as I was hobbling along and he was really struggling. He said, dude, I'll give you a hundred bucks or like 200 bucks for those poles. <laughs> I said, not a chance. No way. Oh, are you serious? Yeah. It, because he was dying and he yeah. he saw me hobbling on the poles. He's like, yeah. dude, 200 bucks for those poles right now. You can have them back at the end of the race. Are you and serious? And I was like, there's no way I'm finishing without these things. Sorry, dude. Um, wow. That's wild. Yeah. Stuff that happens on an ultra. That's mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah. So anyway. he was going to do it. I mean, he was going to give you like really like he yeah, was he, dead he, serious. He was like dead oh. serious. I, I need to finish. I can barely walk. I need some help and I don't have poles. And you're, you look like you're in pain, but you're moving a lot faster than me with those poles. So. Wow. So anyway. And you're just a jerk. And you're like, no, I hope <laughs> like, you fail. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Well, you know. <laughs> So, Jerry man for himself, man. <laughs> put, put that two hundred dollars towards the next hundred miler because you're not going to finish this one. Is that what you told him? <laughs> That's exactly. How did you know? Were you um, the guy? Yeah. How did you know? Still haven't finished a hundred miler because Greg wouldn't give me the big <laughs> balls when I needed them. No, I, yeah, I felt bad. Like I wanted to help him out, and actually, my pacer at the time he had a pair of poles, but they were they were. Um, Real light, thin poles. They were almost like made out of, seemed like they were made out of bamboo tent pole material. Oh, like just real thin poles, and they were kind of flimsy and stuff like that. And he started using them. He was hiking along with them and stuff, and he like just kind of stubbed his toe on one rock and went to catch himself the pole, and the pole just snapped like immediately. Yeah, what, what was he thinking about in those poles? <laughs> well, they were a light. They were designed for for ultra running, like ultra lightweight uh, ultra running poles that. Z pole type thing, but they were too ultra not durable. Yeah, and uh, and anyway, so the guy is like, "Hey, I'll give you two hundred bucks for those poles," and and then he looks at my buddy. He's like, "I give you give you two hundred bucks for your poles," and and he showed him the one broken pole. He's like, "You don't want these poles, man. They won't they won't help you." Yeah, and so anyway, yeah, poles are good. Bullseye. Well, I think you've learned what not to do, Chase, yep. as you prep for this race. I'm really excited for you. Although, I think th- I think that big race is like that. You got to really love trail running. 
and I know that you like other things like mountain biking. Yeah, it's going to be tough. That's where it's hard because you. Well, that's it. All counts though. But it could yeah, be yeah, it good cross training. That's right? one of the reasons that I I like three hundred seventy bucks is a lot of money, and that's like oh, I probably shouldn't get a snowmobile now. But the main thing is. I'm not going to be able to ride the, the snowmobile. It's definitely not. <laughs> I'm not going to be able to ride the snowmobile because I need to focus on running. And my spare days that I have time to go snowmobile, like I should probably be running. And so that was another thing. It's like, well, so I'll just buy a Harley and then I'll ride the Harley to work and then uh, I'll run. So, so that's, that's yeah. the new Buy a snowmobile in the fall. The, <clears throat> I'll tell you though, one of the things that I think helped me the most was I did some long backpacking trips. Over the summer, so I was hiking with a backpack on, and I was hauling my whole family's gear with heavy loads and stuff. When mile 62 came around and nobody was running in the middle of the night, I passed probably 70 people from, like, mile 62 to 70. Just speed hiking, speed walking. Yeah, just I, because I was a strong hiker. I had the hiking, hiking legs, and I had been backpacking and stuff. I was used to hauling heavy heavy weight when I was already tired up hills and stuff like that. And so, yeah, when it got to that point, mile 62 to 75, I was flying past people. I was hiking, but just hiking a lot faster than everybody else. And um, that actually really helped me a lot. So I think backpacking, that counts. Mountain biking counts. Time on your feet is kind of the biggest I called thing. It, I call it T-O-T. Time on toes. T O T. Time on toes. Time on toes. Yeah. T O T. Yeah. Time on toes, man. Yeah. You just got to get them times on toes. But it is time to wrap this fucking It really is true, though. You do a long, a long road bike ride or mountain bike ride or something, and it's time on your saddle. That's yeah. what, that's, it's not how many miles you ride necessarily. It's how much time you're sitting on your seat as you train. Same with the ultra running. Spending the time in this, the pain cave and time on your feet. Do some, some cool adventures that really kind of push you out of your comfort zone for long periods of time so that you can get used to just suffering and, and enjoy it. <laughs> that was the one thing for me. I did the, the, um, the Teton, uh, the Grand Traverse with a friend of ours. And uh, that was a suffer fest a bit because that friend of ours. Well, how many miles is that? You know, we didn't finish it. We we can't, We got about two thirds of the way through. We probably ended up, it probably ended up being like 20 miles, but most of it's on fifth, fifth class terrain. Yeah, that's, that's not your normal average like 20 miles. That's right. insanity 20 miles. <laughs> And, um, so yeah, 15 of that 20 miles is probably fifth class terrain. Um, but the guy I was with, a friend of all of ours, which we know he's uber fit, Daniel, um, I was just dying trying to keep up with him. Mm. And so that was a suffer fest just because it's hard to keep up. Yeah. And, um, so I had done that. I had done some real long backpacking trips. I'd, I had done some, I'd gotten comfortable suffering. So when everybody was like, dying and not wanting to continue i was feeling like hey this feels pretty you're tough. mentally prepared mentally prepared yeah. physically not so much for the running but mentally for sure so well guess what gear 30 sells trail running shoes come on in buy some shoes run a hundy yes yep there you go do it yeah you're training in the topos yep Topo, not racers not racer i actually like they're getting worn so i need some new ones and i went to buy some this morning and they are 
out of stock on like everything. Oh no! I'm like uh, I wanted some Ultra Venture Pros, gone. I'm like oh, that's a new shoe. Like I'll look at something else. Mountain Racers, gone. Terra Ventures, gone. Oh, like that's the only good. the only one yeah. they have in stock is the Run Venture, which is a sweet shoe. Just light, but, light duty. Uh, they redid it. Oh, did they? Yeah, the Run Venture Three is different, but it's still I I really like the Terra Venture so. And the I think the old Ultra Ventures aren't going to be in stock till June. I'm like, uh, Mountain or I Ultra need Ventures? Ultra Venture. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Um, see what I can find from Topo. Cool. Yeah. Well, it's exciting. That'll be fun. If you need a pacer, Brandon will totally <laughs> just see what you do. But actually, if you need, <laughs> that's a that's a sure. I'll pace you. Yeah. <laughs> if yeah. you. Uh, if you need a pacer, though, I'd I'd be happy to help you. Yeah, well, the uh, I think there's only three, three or four legs you can pace on in this. There's only eight aid stations of the whole hundred miles. That's that's a lot. I mean, that's a lot of miles between. Yeah, it's like stations. that's not a that's lot. Not a lot. <laughs> I had eight in my fifty miler. Um, so there's long hauls, and there's one haul that they said like you need to have water because it's a it's a no it's no a, water in between no water in between. Well. So. It should, it'll be fun. It's going to be an adventure for sure. So we'll see. Sweet. Keep you tuned. Good luck. Yeah. Posted. Yep. Awesome. Well, thanks for joining us for the podcast today. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe if you haven't already. And also check out gear30.com. That's G-E-A-R-T-H-I-R-T-Y.com for uh, the latest and greatest in outdoor gear. And uh, say a little prayer for Chase as he's starting his are starting his prep trail for 100 miles. That's a that's a big undertaking, and we wish him the best. We're excited to see to follow along in his progress. So thank you. All right, I'm thanks stoked. for joining us. We'll see you on the next episode. See you out there. Whoop. Whoop.